And so if we can just loosen our grip a little bit, right, and start to realize that truly stability is an illusion because growth is always happening. And only when we are holding on to this idea of stability and not looking at anything else, do we cause ourselves pain. I'm really mindful of bringing on guests that are going to add value to not only your business, but to your life. And today's guest is such an important guest. And I really encourage you to listen the whole way through and really research some of the work that she has done because she's she's just somebody who is bringing her light into this world and taking the experiences that she's had and helping others. And it's, it's just amazing. And I, I came off of the interview thinking to myself, wow, if you can, I really encourage you to do this type of work, if not with her, but just to do this type of work on yourself and just kind of really research who you are. Now you're like, Summer, what are you talking about? So here's what I'm talking about. There's there's times in our lives where we are checking the boxes on on achievements. You know, we've done this, we've done that, and and you and you think you're feeling good about it. You're you're supposed to be feeling good about it, right? And then you kind of have this moment where you're like, but I've got all this around me and yet I'm not feeling fulfilled. So what's going on? And there's things that I have learned throughout my career as a human in terms of personal development, reading books, meditation, all kinds of tools and resources that I've had that have shed tons of insight and awareness into fulfillment and and happiness and enjoying the different parts of your life, enjoying your business, growing your success, doing all of those things ultimately though to to feel happy, right? I mean, isn't that the reason that we do these things? And yet so often we will accomplish so much and achieve so many things and not actually feel that feeling we want to have. And I know for me, I love the feeling of high energy, feeling that I'm totally in alignment with, with my values and my purpose and feeling this like high frequency of like life force. And it just makes you do better at all the things in your life. It's like you, you really get to give your best and it feels so good. And so today's guest is somebody who helps people really gets people to that feeling. And she does total transformations. I mean, that's, that's what she does. She transforms individuals so that they can have this extraordinary and fulfilling life. And she specifically works with people who are, you know, entrepreneurs and corporate executives and people who are running businesses like you and I. So my guest, her name is Shauna Lee, and she has a whole coaching program called Soul Frequency. And she used to work in real estate. She's was a big deal in real estate. Let's just say that. And it it's her story that really resonated with me and I think will resonate with a lot of you. So please enjoy this interview. Listen to the whole thing. You'll also get an opportunity to book some, some time with her. She's only got a few slots. So if it's something that you're interested in, I would take action on that right away, but listen out for that. She'll give the link. We also have links in the show notes. Enjoy. Shauna, welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you here with me today. 
Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're going to talk about so many good things. You're incredible. <laughs> you have you have all this wealth of knowledge that I know you had to go through some things to to get to where you're at. So I was hoping before we get into all of the the great things that you're going to share with us, can you tell us about your journey and how you got to doing the work that you are so passionately doing today? Yeah. So I started out in the real estate industry. I was always one of those people that was a perfectionist and wanted to get it right and wanted to do something that felt successful in the world. Like I had, my father was very successful. So I grew up in a family where that was praised. And yet I always had this thing in me where I was like, not sure what I wanted to do. I actually, even when I went to college, I didn't, I waited till the very end of my second year to even declare a major. So I was just always very uncertain about what that thing was. And yet I knew once I figured it out, I would apply myself to it, but I didn't figure it out like super early in life. And so I started in the real estate industry because I knew that it was an industry industry where I could make money and be successful. I liked people. And I really had these things on my list, right, that I wanted to accomplish in my life. And as I started to check those boxes, I started to feel like, wow, I'm earning my way to fulfillment. Like I'm checking all the boxes. I'm doing this. And, and as I started to get older and more established in my career and have more success, it started to feel the opposite than what I expected it to feel like. So I started to feel more disconnected from what I was doing instead of more fulfilled by it. I started to wonder if I was on the right path. I started to question like, how come I've never felt totally certain that like, this is my calling, right? This is what I'm supposed to do in the world. I was also like very closeted reading every spirituality book and personal development book kind of off to the side in my life. And so I started to live this kind of double life where I started to feel more spiritually connected, but yet that wasn't in my daily life and it wasn't in my career. And at a certain point, there was just kind of a convergence that happened where I realized that I was either going to live the rest of my life chasing after more and more success, which I was certain at that point was not going to lead to fulfillment, so that I would somewhat sell out this idea of fulfillment and just have a lot of nice things, right? Or I was going to have to change some things in my life. And it was a very scary time. It was a very confronting time. And I started to piece by piece, just kind of dismantle this life that I had built and really start to look at, you know, okay, if I'm going to answer this question about what I'm here to do, it's going to be now or never. And the same things that I resisted doing, you know, earlier in my life, like I was going to have to do them at some point, right? I was going to have to look at some of this stuff if I really wanted to be fulfilled. And by this point, I was certain that success alone doesn't equal fulfillment. And so I just started changing my life and I went through a very rapid transformational period. People were like, nobody does this at this stage in life. Like nobody <laughs> just, you know, takes apart their life that they've built, especially a life that looks really good from the outside. You right. know, people couldn't understand that. And I started listening to myself who come to find out was 
so different than the family I grew up in, so different than my parents' ideals, like just so different, right? And and I started to just unwind a lot of things. And thank goodness I had an amazing husband who was super on the same page and, and supportive. But we really had this experience of dismantling a very big life and starting over to build something that was in truth and that felt like it was in alignment. And so it was, it was quite a, a phenomenal experience, difficult for sure. But certainly through that experience, I realized, you know, there are more of us that are going to desire for, for that fulfillment. And there are more of us that are going to step forward as time goes on to really stand up and say, I deserve to live a life that is my life and that it's in truth. And so I kind of help people, you know, through that process. I think it's so amazing, like just becoming aware of it, that you're not fulfilled. Because like you said, when you check those boxes, there is this false sense of fulfillment. What were the things that spoke to you that said, I'm not really fulfilled. Like what had to happen for you to be like woken up of like, this is not, this is not working because I think some people really do just kind of stay in that contented space or just like, yeah, these are all the right things. So I'm just going to keep telling myself that I'm great and I'm happy and it's, it's all good. You know, especially as women, <laughs> we yeah. do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we put, we don't tell ourselves the truth. And what, what's interesting is like a couple of the key points that really stand out were that it's easy when you don't have something and you say, when I get this, I'll be fulfilled. So mm-hmm. before I got married, I felt like, well, when I meet the love of my life, like everything will be, you know, it's like, it's like the books we get read, right? The fantasy books, like you meet your Prince Charming, you ride off into the sunset and life is amazing and, yep. and perfect and wonderful <laughs> and there's no problems, right? And so I did, I met the love of my life and we're still together and he's amazing, but that doesn't solve everything, right? And it's, right. and you're still living life and going Going through stuff. And so, so when I checked that off the box, I was like, wow, this is a major milestone. And, and then when we built our dream house and remodeled it and I got to choose everything that was in it. And, you know, that felt like a big moment in my life and, you know, feeling like, wow, I've, we've done this. And, and I remember coming home from work one day and I pulled in the garage and, you know, both of us had really nice cars. And I kind of looked over at his car because he's already home and mine. And I thought, well, that's cool. Like there's a time in my life, like I really was like, this is what I want. Like I'm going to earn this. And I walked into her house and we, I walked through the living room and up into the kitchen. And I, and I said to myself, like, I don't even care about this. Like, and it was really weird. Cause it's, it's like, it had been a thing that I wanted to accomplish in my life for so long. And I realized that it did not, it really did nothing for me. Like it, it's not, I was almost like felt bad about it. Like I'm not grateful for it, but it was not this, like, I'm not grateful for it. It was just, it's a house, right? Like it's yeah. a place to live. I'm grateful to have a place to live, but it didn't do anything for me. So that was one of the moments. And then we have a son. And when we were deciding about getting pregnant and things like that, I really became mindful of the things I wanted for my child. And one of them was to be like spiritually aligned and to know who he is and to be living in truth, you know, all the things that I truly desired. And I thought to myself, you know, there's so much about my world and my environment and my facade that isn't in truth. And so I'm going to bring this baby into the world and I'm going to be saying all these things to him, but I'm not living them. And I was smart enough at the time to know that like, it's what we live. It's not what we say, right? That are the imprints. 
And I really just, that was a big thing for me because I know how we grow up, you know, is so important to who we become. And, and I, it really made me start evaluating the disconnect between what my life looked like on the outside or the ways I had learned to portray it and what it was feeling like on the inside and that that gap wasn't getting better. It was actually getting worse. And the more stuff I piled on top of it, the more glaring it became. And those were the things that were having me go, this is only going to get more glaring and Mm -hmm. I'm only going to notice this more. And those are the moments, like after working with so many people on this and going through this myself, these are the disappointing moments. Like when we check all the boxes and we get to where we think we want to be and we don't feel good, these are the moments where addictions creep in. These are the moments where we start disassociating and disconnecting from our life in different ways. We start checking out, right? Scrolling around, watching TV, drinking a little too much wine. You know, I mean, this is where people have affairs. I mean, the way that these disappointments manifest when we think there's nothing we can do. Like, I'm, I'm not prepared to unwind my life. I'm not prepared to really make any big choices. So I'm just going to disconnect from the, from the icky feelings. I'm going to act like they're not there, right? And I'm just going to roll over the top of them. And that is what contributes to so much of those things that are present in people's lives, especially as they get to kind of that, you know, midsection of their lives. Yeah, totally. Gosh, and I bet you there's so many people listening saying, oh, that's me raising their hand because of the, you know, certain things that are happening in their life that you you know, at the time it's, it's kind of like a gradual thing that you, like you said, start to check out, or you're just like scrolling too much, or you're drinking too much wine, whatever those things are. And, you know, one thing that you say, which I absolutely love, but I also know it's, it's a real big challenge for people is that question of, you know, who are you? Who am I? And knowing who you are. And I think a lot of women just are like, I don't even know. Who am I? How do I even begin to find out? They just get to that point of, I just know that I'm not feeling what Shauna's feeling. Yeah. I mean, there's these first points of awareness, right? And sometimes it happens like in the funniest ways, like you're driving in your car and you're just like, what am I doing in my life? Right? (laughs) Like these, or you're in the shower and you're just like, how'd I get here? Like there's these moments where our higher consciousness, right? Like that upper, (laughs) higher, smarter part of yourself goes, um, hello, knock, knock. You know what I mean? Like, let's take a look at this. And we have the option in those moments to take a look or to just drown it out. And I, I really believe that we have these opportunities, these forks in the road that we get to, right? Where we, we have the opportunity to look at things or we're either going to just keep going down the same road. And as time goes on, the stakes get higher. So we have these, these times where we can turn off this road that we're on and we can go down a different trajectory in our life. When we get to those, I, those are sacred moments when we get to those forks in the road. It's like, what is it that you want your life to be? And if you are clear that it's not feeling good, then I feel like you owe it to yourself to explore what the other fork in the road is trying to tell you, right? Because the truth is, is that we're here to grow and growth is, is part of nature. We are part of nature. You know, the trees grow, the leaves fall off, new leaves grow. Like there's always evolution, right? The tide rolls in, the tide rolls out, the moon changes, like we change and we're here to change and grow and evolve. And when we are holding on for dear life to this idea of stability, 
we are completely in misalignment with the truth that we're here to grow. And so if we can just loosen our grip a little bit, right, and start to realize that truly stability is an illusion because growth is always happening. And only when we are holding on to this idea of stability and not looking at anything else do we cause ourselves pain? That's where the pain comes from, right? The pain comes from, let's say you're in a relationship you know you shouldn't be in anymore because awful things have happened and you stay and you're not getting help for it. You're not going to counseling. You're not, you know, working on growing it. The only thing to do is be in pain in that situation. The only thing to do is try to shut down the pain in that situation. Like that's all, you know, you're just in a sea of pain And it's better to be able to say, I'm going to see a pain, right? And I'm going to take a look at this and I'm going to start to just take one step, right? Every day and taking a look at this because denying it only magnifies it, only makes it bigger. It doesn't make it go away, right? And ultimately at some point, you know, it starts to affect your physical health. It starts to affect your emotional health, your mental health. Like we are beings that are meant to express and meant to grow. And if we're not doing that, then there is all kinds of fallout that we experience from that. And so I always say to people, you know, the path of least resistance is to just see what you need to see. It doesn't always feel that way. It feels scary. But if you can get some support around that, you can face it. And moving through it is actually much easier than trying to just hold on. I agree. I think it's just, it's this, the fear of starting and just beginning is what's harder than actually just going through it. Exactly. You know, there's something that, that you talk about and I think will be so insightful for, for all of us is the idea of business development being personal development. And I know that my experience, I mean, there's your story of, you know, you very successful in real estate, but something, you know, there was clearly something not right. Something was missing and you weren't feeling that fulfillment. And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs that experience that as well. They're making a lot of money, they're successful, and they're missing that. But then there's also, similar to what I have gone through, where there's there's been a little bit of both. There's been success, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Once there started to be that misalignment of something, something going on in life, then business kind of went in a different direction or started to decline. And then once I would address myself and start to do the things for myself, my business would improve. And I've, I've noticed that throughout life in business. I've seen it with other people as well, that there's this definite correlation. And I, it's such an important topic, especially for my audience who are entrepreneurs and most of them really excited about the business that they have and doing something because it's something that they were very passionate about. But like a lot of entrepreneurs, sometimes they lose sight of that original passion and then things start to to shift. So I'd love for you to share, you know, your thoughts on if business development is personal development, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, every area of your life, like if you think about it from an energetic standpoint, which we are all energy when you, you know, go beyond the cells and the molecules, we're just energy. And from an energetic standpoint, 
like when we are cut off in certain areas of our life or we are compartmentalizing or not fully present in certain areas of our personal life, that that touches our business life, right? If there's something we won't look at personally, we're not going to look at that in our business either. Not that we don't want to, right? We might say, well, I would love to not look at this personally, but I will definitely look at this in my business because it's good for my business. We just naturally won't do it. Because if you're not looking and you're not aware of it personally, because it's a blind spot or a painful spot, then you're not going to be aware of it anywhere in your reality. And so, mm-hmm. so we start cutting off parts of ourselves and not seeing parts of ourselves. Like, like let's say somebody is really angry at home, they're going through a hard time and they're feeling all of this anger, that anger is going to spill into their business, right? Because it's energy that needs to go somewhere and you are active like with friends, you're active with family, you're active in your business, like whatever it may be it's going to seep into things. Maybe it's a curt email you send, right, to somebody. Maybe it's it's like you kind of just, you know, get angry at, at a team member or somebody on your staff, but that anger isn't really about that person. That anger is about something that's going on at home. So these things are always, you know, coinciding, right? And if we are unwilling to look at any area of our life, then we become unwilling to look at certain areas of all certain aspects of our life, right? So in business, sometimes it's it's easy to not look at certain departments or not look at certain areas or to focus your attention on the areas that feel the most comfortable and not on the other. And yet the things we don't look at are always like at our back, right? They're always yeah. knocking on your door. They're always like, hey, look over here. And the more you try to run from that, right, the louder it gets and the bigger it gets until you finally go, okay, forget it. <laughs> I got to look at this, right? I got to handle this. And so it just becomes when you go into personal development and you approach your life, like I want to see it all. And I want to be aware of everything as fast as I can. And I want to handle it, right? I want to move through it. If it's emotional, I want to learn how to move those emotions. If it's mental, I want to learn how to shift my thoughts. If it's, you know, if it's spiritual and energetic, I want to understand that plane of being because that's the truth of who we are. And I want to do all of this so that I don't end up with stuff in the physical that I don't like, right? And that I don't want to see. And when we truly address things at the emotional and the mental and the spiritual physical and the spiritual energetic, they don't end up in our manifested reality, right? They end up, the things we don't like end up in our manifested physical reality when we're not looking at them on these other planes of our being. And so there are, you know, many ways that we can learn to catch things faster when we're open to catching things. But again, if we are disassociating and, and, and kind of closing ourselves down to certain areas of our life or business, then we're just not going to notice them until they come loudly knocking on your door. You guys have heard me talk about elevator pitches a bunch on this show. Well, guess what? I want to help you with yours for free. So here's what I'm doing. I'm going live on Instagram every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. On this live discussion, I'll bring on some expert guests I've had in the past to talk about their elevator pitch. And I'll also be bringing on guests like you. What do you think? Would you like your elevator pitch reviewed and transformed? Here's what you need to do. Email us with your elevator pitch. Tell us what problem you solve, how you solve it, and how you make people's lives better. If yours is chosen to be live, we'll email you back and get you scheduled. Send it to team at the drawshop.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, back to the episode. I know there that you you speak on mindful leadership as as well. And I wanted to address that because I think that it's it's an area that 
a lot of business owners are challenged with right now, especially when when your teams and, and the people that you're working with really need you. Oh, I have so many questions for you, but can you speak to that first? <laughs> it was something that I knew that you could really help with in terms of in terms of our listeners and you know where our world is at and some people feeling you know very uncertain or dealing with so many different changes. Yeah, so there's so many levels of what's going on, you know, what's gone on this year. There's many different lenses we can look at it through. You know, certainly there's the very obvious lens, like we've been in a pandemic, right? And it has changed the way we do business, right? And and it's changed a lot of things for business owners and employees. There's also a very big purge going on, a collective purge. And this is caused a lot by a lot of the squeeze that we feel from, you know, effects of this pandemic, right? Yeah. And, but it, on a very, on a much deeper level, what's been happening for people is a lot of the unresolved stuff coming to the surface, right? So you imagine that you're a business owner and you've got a staff of people and we're going through this very, you know, physical situation, right? That's very obvious. But but behind the scenes, people are going through their own personal emotional purge, right? Mental purge, reevaluating their life type of situation. So let's say you have 10 employees and they're all going through this individually and you're going through it as a leader in different ways. Maybe everyone has their own unique way of moving through this time. And then you've got the very real situation with revenue, right? And how that's been affected or how the business needs to run differently because everything needs to be basically online. Like there's just, there's all these multifaceted things going on. This is calling us up to needing to be a different level of a leader, right? Because because when you can understand that there's more going on than just a pandemic, you can look at people differently, right? You can understand what people are going through in a different way and you can support people in a different way. And, you know, for years, there's been, you know, a lot of talk about the changes in in corporate culture and the structure of businesses. You know, we are moving into a time where there's a lot more balance between, you know, our masculine way of leading and our feminine way of leading. And we're seeing this, it's not male, female. We're seeing this across the board and how people structure businesses, right? So understanding more individuality, understanding more flow, understanding, you know, the difference in communication, less hierarchy. I mean, these are things that are trends that are going to continue. And we're being asked as leaders to evolve, right, ourselves, not just our businesses, along these lines. And we don't really change, humanity doesn't really change until we get shaken up, right? So this has been a shakeup that is causing people to think differently, right? Because we get in our groove, we're doing our thing, we're busy, right? And until a shakeup happens, then we got to step back and reevaluate and we have to start thinking differently. And so this is where that intersection of personal development becomes really important too, And realizing that the people that work with you and your team that works with you, they are humans going through this evolution themselves, right? And they are facing things just like you're facing things and being able to create an environment where there's, there's just space for that, right? There's room for people to grow because growth is happening across the board on this planet. And a lot of my clients who own businesses, like are talking about like, how do we support each other through this growth? Like both very, you know, linear growth, like business wise, and then also just 
how we grow as a team, right? And how we become stronger from these experiences and how we become more connected and more supportive of each other. Because all of that's going to become increasingly important to the actual bottom line and to the actual business principles. And again, if you during this period of time are running from your own emotions, right? Or trying to suppress your own emotions or not comfortable, right? With that, then then you're going to naturally create an environment that's not comfortable with that, right? And that environment trickles down to other people. So I think we have a greater responsibility as leaders to become more whole people, right? And lead from that place of awareness. Absolutely. And I, I love that so much. And I, I really hope that that's what's starting to pick up a lot more than, than it was before, because I think, you know, old school ways were that was, that wasn't so important to a lot of leaders. It just really wasn't. It was like, this is, this is business and this is just it. And there was no real connection and no real opportunity for people to, to feel like they could thrive in their positions. Exactly. So what does it look like when, and I I know that you've got different programs, but what does it look like when someone comes to, to work with you, when they've hit that, you know, place or they're listening to this and they're like, okay, wait a minute. I think I, I'm, I'm definitely aware that I'm, I'm not where I want to be. And I know that there's so much more. I know that there's, you know, I'm, I'm probably, going through life, mostly asleep right now. And I'd like, I'd like to feel awake, like, like Shauna is, I'd like to feel this feeling of, you know, high energy and, and all of those, those good feelings that make you just excited to, to get up every day. What is the process like to get there? So it starts with, you know, even if someone comes to me with primarily like, this is going on in my business and I want to shift my business in these ways, I'm going to start at the personal, the level of personal. And so we go back and we start looking at basically how the belief sets that you created were created and where your drive and motivation is coming from. And if that's authentic or if that's, you know, actually the manifestation of a wound, because a lot of people are driven by a lot of their wounds mm. and, and how we need to write that. Because if we're driven by our wounds, we're never going to really feel good, right? With what we do. And yeah. so we just go back and, and get really aware of like what the life journey has been thus far what needs to kind of be reprogrammed. So we, we're more similar to the concept of computers than we want to believe, but we can reprogram our thoughts and our belief systems to be more in alignment with who we really are instead of adopting the thoughts and belief systems of other people in our childhood or in our environment. And so we just kind of go through and see what software we're running that is working and what software we're running that is actually harming our life or doesn't feel good to us or is not fulfilling to us. And then we literally choose what we want to take forward and what we want to kind of reprogram for ourselves. And so I just teach people the process to do that. And then we start seeing the the shifts in life. And so, you know, we can say something works or something's valuable, but until we start actually experiencing the shifts, like, wow, I showed up differently in this instance, or wow, this is really changing in my reality. Then we start becoming empowered. Like I'm actually doing things in my life and I'm actually making choices that are changing my reality and my experience of life. And once we start having those, which happens really quickly for people, then they start going, wow, what else do I want to change? Right? Because the vehicle for change that we've been taught in the past, which is really things like willpower, it's kind of like rolling over the top of whatever's there just to tough it out and make it happen. 
none of that's effective and it doesn't work long term. Like yeah. it may work for the short term, but eventually it's like painting over rust, right? The mm. rust is always going to seep through eventually. What we are doing is, is going to the root cause, right? And shifting the programming. So it's a very natural feeling type of change and a very generous feeling type of change, but also empowering because we go, wow, like I don't feel the same in my life anymore. And what can I create differently in my world and in my business now that I feel a different energy in my life, in my life now that I feel more in truth, more connected to who I am, you naturally, your light gets turned on, right? And you naturally become empowered in a way that most people haven't experienced before. I like to call it the 2.0 version of yourself. And that version of you is extremely powerful from a very pure place. Not this idea of control power, but this idea of I am a light and I am a force and I move through the world in a way that feels magnetic and in a way that feels empowering. And it not only inspires my life, but all the lives that I am around and all the lives that I get to touch. And so the feeling feels so good to people that usually the path just continues to expand from there. And once you learn kind of how to reprogram and how to reclaim the parts of yourself that you let go maybe many years ago, that's an evolution that just keeps naturally expanding. Oh, that is so awesome. It's like just listening. You think, I want to be there. (laughs) Take me there. So you said something earlier and I thought it was so fascinating. And if, if I'm, you know, like, like my listeners, I, I want to just explore a little bit what you said or what you meant when you said driven by wounds and just kind of go a little bit deeper into what does that look like? Because, you know, my, my mind first goes, you know how there's the, the sayings of if somebody says something negative to you or they tell you you can't do something, that's your reason to go out and do it. You know, I, that's, that's kind of the picture I had in my mind. I know there's other types of, of wounds and I'm just, I just want to go into that. You know, does that, what does that look like being driven by wounds and why is that not a positive thing? Yeah. So just the example you gave was great. If someone tells you, you know, you're not smart, like when you're young, you might be driven by this idea of being smart and I will always be the smartest one in the room and I will build a world that reflects back to me that I am smart. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, right, the truth of that is even if you have an entire world that you built reflecting back to you that you're smart, The seed beneath that is, I'm not sure that I am, Ah. right? And and so the the drive that happens when when we're not sure that we're pretty enough, we're not sure that we're smart enough, we're not sure that we're the person that can, you know, be the seven figure business owner, like the seed underneath all of it, right? This whole world you construct around you to say, to prove to yourself, look, but I am, look, but I am. Yeah. Beneath that is the belief, but what if I am not? right? And and what happens when you have that deep-seated belief that is the, what if I'm not really this smart? What if I'm not really the seven-figure business owner? You're always running from that, right? And if the world shakes you up a little bit, like the past year, you are on totally unstable ground, right? You feel like your world is being rocked because you don't, you built a building 
not on a solid foundation. And this is one of the core principles that I teach people is we live in a society that wants you to build the building, right? Here's five easy steps to get this business started. Here's 10 easy steps to lose 10 pounds in five days. Like all of these things, right? About get the building up, get the building up. But if you build a building and you don't lay a proper foundation, at the first floor, it might be a little unstable. At the second floor, it's more. By the time you get to floor five, you've got a completely unstable building, right? And that instability is something that becomes bigger and bigger the more you build, right? Which is right, why people right. get to the 10th floor and go, oh my gosh, what did I build? What do I do now? How do I keep this up? Where's the bubble gum, right? This is, this is a problem. Like we got to fix this. And so I say to people, if you can step back from this desire to keep building, building, building and go back to what is the foundation. And it's funny because in our culture, for instance, like if someone built a brand new house, right? And they had everybody over for a big party once once the house is done, nobody would walk in that house and say, wow, who poured your foundation? Amazing. <laughs> right. This concrete foundation is awesome, right? That's and so yet, true. And yet everything on that concrete foundation, right? The walls, the, the decor, all of that would not exist and look good without the concrete foundation. But nobody talks about that, right? It's not the sexy part of building businesses and building houses, but it is the only part, right, that really demands our attention. And if we take the time to pay attention to that and build your own personal foundation of who you are, right, and the foundation of your mission, that building goes up so fast and that building is so strong, right? You don't have to spend all this energy when you go from floor to floor trying to fix the problems, right? Because you built it on a solid foundation. And that's what I teach people how to do because it's not just the fundamentals and principles of your business, right? It's also your life, right? And who you are being in the world. And those together, right? Build a solid foundation. And even if we have, you know, three floors or four floors up, we can go back and say, you know what, before I build more, floors, I'm going to go back and I'm going to work on this foundation piece because I understand the importance of that. Obviously, the higher the building goes, the more it can topple over without a proper foundation. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) So, so good. Oh, this is amazing. So of course, the question is, how would one get to work with you? Yeah, I have, I do something that I've done for years that I keep a couple spots open on my calendar each week. They fill up quite quickly, but if somebody is resonating with this and they do want to just have a conversation about it, they can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash foundation. And if there's anything open on that calendar, you can feel free to schedule an hour call and I will speak into your business and your life and kind of show you where you are and what I'm seeing and what, what needs to be tweaked. So I can, I definitely do that. Also, you can sign up for individual sessions if, if nothing's open on that calendar at thesoulfrequency.com forward slash sessions. Oh, perfect. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And we'll have, we'll have links to, to all of that. I feel like we, there's, there's so much more that we could talk about, but I just love everything that you do. I mean, this is, this is so amazing. And I think the timing is so great for, for anyone. The timing is always good, but especially, especially now it's just, it's awesome. And I just appreciate all that you shared with us and and all that you're doing. And I'm so glad that you had your, your moments or all of those moments that led to the work that you're doing today. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.